there <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we're good we're good all right live action son hey welcome back another yeah. in-person podcast here how's your day in nashville going so far Shane, real I think good you've been hitting the bars right yes tell, tell the folks uh, that's this is my first one you can probably see it see it in my face mike <laughs> we're getting ready to go uh to dave and buster's looking forward to that but no we uh we went to a little joint over here uh uh what was that called sofa hi-fi so it was like breakfast and brunch she just told you three minutes ago. i know i know i've been drinking too <laughs> i've had a couple of their brews and uh feeling good mike feeling real good so yeah. uh i'm enjoying nashville so far and it's been a blast but that joint was real nice um it was like it a, is it a brewery I mean, it's kind of like a brewery bar mm-hmm. uh thing and, that, and it's like their specialty is brunch you know and right. we look at the menu and then there's this random taco menu and i'm like Ooh. what's going on here and they're like oh well we're about to roll this out and i was like well i just want to make sure i can order something on here because now i'm starting to fall in love with this this menu you know yeah. and i don't want to get too attached if it's not there <laughs> and uh they're like no 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 we can whip it up in the back and i'm like okay all right so i ordered off that fantastic their breakfast yeah you know it's okay but, I mean, we're from East Tennessee. We know how to do – it's one thing we know how to do yeah. is breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Tacos, not so much. So, in your short time, what's uh, – I took you out to Mexican last night. What's what's the best meal you've had so far in Nashville? Um, so far – well, last night was fantastic, Mike. You took me to your little Mexican joint. Habanero uh, Grill. No, shout out. Yeah, not a shout. Not, not a sponsor. sponsor of the pod. Not yet. No, no. But, you know, we talked about this on um, past episodes. Everybody's got their Mexican restaurant. Yep. You know, and uh, yours was good. The food I had today was good, but still not touching my El Torito's, if you know what I mean. So I'm still looking for that golden gem. we got plenty of opportunities uh, uh, moving forward, so I'm looking forward to it. Hey, so a little surprise for you here. Uh-huh. Right next door to Dave & Buster's Mexican restaurant, boom, knocking two birds out oh. with one stone right there for yeah, you. Yeah, a lot of people are seeing – you're seeing a trend here, right? <laughs> I've got to – now, I want, I want to venture off. I want to try some other stuff. I want okay. to try the uh, – I've heard this – Prince's, because uh, I put chicken. it out there. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that? Have you been there? Oh yeah. They say I've heard I've heard mixed things. Like it's a tourist trap, and then I've heard that it's freaking awesome. So it's a tourist trap, is what it is. But do I need to do it? Yeah. You know, you've been to Nashville. Yeah. People are going to ask you if you had to. Hunt. You got to just knock that off your bucket. Just list, go ahead you know? and do that. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Just say I've been there. Yeah. Because uh, I would like to get a little bit of that local flair, and uh, oh yeah, you know, because there's so many places. I'm going to hook here. you up on Friday night too. We're gonna we're gonna get some good. Come on now. Some really Come on, good don't food. Don't tease me. I've been drinking again. But hey, before you fall asleep. Oh, God. We got a damn drunk over oh, here. Oh, jeez. I thought I was the drunk. Yeah, before you fall asleep, hey, we got a podcast to do, yeah. brother. Yeah, man. And before we make our picks for this weekend, mm-hmm. you can hear <laughs> cracking it in the background. Can't keep quiet it's over that there. Kind of, it's that kind of party, Mike. <laughs> We're ready. The whole crew's ready. Well, we got to mention the sponsors real quick, yeah. Shame. Game Time Sidekicks. I mean, this is a – yeah, come on, man. This is a serious like business. 40 minutes. I know. How, how often do we laugh during his podcast? None. Never. It's a serious pod. I know. Game time sidekick, Shane. This is one hell of a product here. Mm-hmm. Officially licensed NCAA gear. Over 300 universities represented with tumblers, bottles, shaker cups, even sippy cups for the little ones. Yeah, come on. So head on over to GameTimeSidekicks.com and don't forget to use that promo code HEYBUDDY 
all one word, get 15% off your entire order over at GameTimeSidekicks.com. And the listeners, if you want to take advantage of this, I mean, this is a perfect time. Yeah. Holiday season is right around the corner. You can find a link to Game Time Sidekicks in the show notes. And don't forget that promo code, hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. And we're also sponsored by Prize Picks, Shane Daily Fantasy Sports. They got the college football. That's why we love prizepicks.com. The promo code SEC, they'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Are you, sir, <laughs> ready to hear my prize Mike, picks? Mike, you got this some week? making up to do. All right. <laughs> you put me in the hole a little bit last week. You've been on fire this entire season. Last week you took a step back. So uh, I think you bounce back here, Mike. So, yes, let me hear your picks. Okay. I mean, and these are some locks right here. <laughs> do you feel confident? I'm, t- I'm telling you, Mike, we're going to get into the picture in a second. I'm feeling super confident. Never felt more confident. I, I'm not. I'm, I think I may go undefeated this year yeah. or on this week, not all year. I mean, obviously, <laughs> listeners know that's not true. But I feel like I'm go- every pick is right. All right. I did this one just for you, brother. Okay. Jalen Hyatt. All right. All this hype. Mm-hmm. South Carolina. He wanted to go there. He's from there. We all yeah. know the story. South Carolina fans said, what the hell? Yeah. That was not, that's not Shane Beamer's fault. Shane Beamer let you know that ain't his fault. Well, it ain't going to matter on Saturday, Shane. Jalen Hyatt over. 80 and a half receiving yards. He may have that in the first quarter, don't yeah, you think? Lord, that's one good good catch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're going to make they're going to give him ample opportunities yeah. in this game. This is a personal game to him because mm-hmm. Beamer didn't recruit him. Right. For some reason he didn't want him to come to South Carolina. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know Beamer didn't do it, but but now this is personal. When you've not get picked by somebody yeah. in your backyard that you carry that with you. So this is an opportunity for him to shine 80 yards. Yeah, over that in the first half. Now here's a little curveball for you though. Hendon Hooker under 275 and a half passing yards. Mm-hmm. And you may say, what the hell? Jalen Hyatt's going to go up. How is Hendon Hooker not going to get 300? I think Tennessee is going to have a field day on the ground, yeah. which is going to lead to some play action, is going to lead to some big shots, Jalen Hyatt. So yeah. I think Tennessee. We'll get to that game, but I think they, the ground game is going to be more of a factor against South Carolina that can't stop the run. Right. Which, Hendon Hooker, he'll have a good day, but 300 yards, he certainly could get that. But, hell, they may bring in jail, Joe Milton because the score could be so lopsided. Yeah. So, I'm going under 275 and a half passing yards on the road, hostile environment. Thoughts on that? Risky. Risky, Mike. Because I live life risky. <laughs> I'm just telling you because – you know, something that, that stood out to me last week with Tennessee is, is getting that score in to help yeah. them try to get into the college football playoffs. Don't forget, we got a quarterback here trying to win a Heisman as yeah. well. So the only concern I have, Mike, is this is an opportunity to put up some bigger numbers toward the tail end of the season. So I don't know if I'm going to touch that one, brother. <laughs> All right, how about one more? Jackson Dart, Ole Miss quarterback, under, and this is one of those combined ones, passing and rushing, which this is dangerous again, 243 and a half total yards. Yeah. I'm going under, playing Arkansas oh. at night. Remember the, the temperature, it's going to yeah. be like 30 degrees. Could get right. down as low as, uh, I think, 19, 16, yeah. something like that. So it's going to be a brutal night. I don't think there's going to be a ton of passing yards. And, man, we'll get to that game. I don't want to spoil my pick, but yeah. the motivation for Ole Miss is it there. Going on the road, Arkansas needs this to get to the postseason. I don't think this is going to be a game where Jackson Dart dominates. I mean, it, if Ole Miss wins, it's going to be because of the ground game. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that's the the key right there. Uh, Arkansas hasn't shown me any confidence in their rush defense. So, I think we're going to have production on that side of the ball. Lane Kiffin always finds a way to, to get yardage. Right. But I just don't think Dart's going to be the factor for that. And, and, and 
God forbid it does. If it comes down to dart, <laughs> I mean, it could. Who knows? Arkansas may pull it out. I mean, it's a night game. Yep. It is a night game, right? Or, or yeah, night game. It, We've confirmed. Is a it noon times? in Texas? You know, I don't know what Arkansas <laughs> does these days, but but no, I I think there there is an opportunity. This does does become some sort of shootout. But yep. I'm I'm like you. I'm thinking this comes down to a rushing attack. Yeah. So don't forget PrizePicks.com promo code SEC. Yeah. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. But are you? Ready, buddy, to make our picks oh, for this yeah. weekend? Let me get my scores up here. I did it early when I was sober, so I can't blame <laughs> drunk Shane here. <laughs> now, we do got two matchups, Shane, that uh, don't have point spreads because mm-hmm. it's FCS competition. So what we do for those matchups, just something you'll, you want to see from the SEC team. Let's start with Austin P at Alabama on a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central kick on the ESPN and SEC Network+. Plus. What is something that you want to see from the Crimson Tide in this game that they should win by 100? Yeah, and they will. Yeah, I think this is going to be a bounce-back game, obviously. But I want to see – I mean, you've got to, you've got to fine-tune this rushing offense. And, and, and a lot of that starts with the offensive line. There's no reason the offensive line should have trouble yeah. with Austin P. So, I, I think this is trench warfare, and I want to just see I – would, I would prefer Bryce not throw the ball this entire game. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? Speaking of the quarterbacks, I think this is one of those games where you already you're already looking ahead to next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Milrow, the backup, we know he can run it like a truck. Yeah, tremendous athlete. I want to see him pass the ball. See what we got more. I would tell him basically, if because you know he's going to play in this yeah. one when he plays. Don't run the ball. This is a game where you're going to develop your arm and even maybe even Ty Simpson, the third quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want to see him out there on the field. Because this is going to be a, a heated competition in the spring, you know what? Yeah. Is there? Let me ask you on that note: Is there any players on Alabama that you would like to see? Because you know, for the longest time, we talked about them not being able to stretch the field, or them, yeah. you know, outside of Bryce, and, and I, that they don't have a, a, another weapon that they can go to. Is there somebody late in this Austin P game you're going to keep your eye on just because of somebody you may see in the future? Maybe not this year, right? But a future Alabama team. Well, they did add some guy, a guy from Louisville, Tyler Harrell. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't even think he's suited up this year. I think he's getting closer and closer to coming back. I don't know if this is a game you put him on the field. Right. But he was supposed to be the guy that stretches your defense. Mm-hmm. And clearly, I mean, sitting on the bench all year, he's not going to go to the NFL. Yeah. So we got to see what we get, see if he can be that explosive okay. option we've been looking for. So yeah. keep your eye on Tyler Harrell. And then the other FCS East Tennessee State, you know, a f- program you know well, at Mississippi State, also noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, ESPN and SEC Network Plus. Anything you'll be looking for from uh, Mississippi State in this one? Well, I'll tell you this, man. There is a restaurant up there in ETSU uh, the, at the campus. Bro, uh, my youngest, she won't remember it, but they make these tamales downtown. I can't remember the name of it, but uh-huh. any locals at ETSU, they know what I'm talking about. That place is freaking phenomenal. Google tamales ETSU, it's going to pop up. But uh, uh, anyway, sorry, you can tell I'm starting to get hungry again. Uh, Mississippi State. Uh, what I want to see here from these guys is defense, man, Mike. Yeah. And we've not seen that shut down Mississippi State defense in a, since week two or three. You know, it's just it, it's kind of kind of gone off the path. So right. this just shouldn't be a shootout. This shouldn't come down to any type of scheme, or it should be knocked out by by halftime. Yeah. And to do that, you've got to have the defense come out and just smother ETSU, which they're fully capable of. Right. I mean, this should be a glorified practice. Yeah. You got the Egg Bowl. 
coming up here. And remember, they don't even have a week because yeah. they play on Thanksgiving. So, like you said, critical that it's over by halftime. Rest your starters. I want to see zero drop passes in this football game. Oh, that's good. One. Too many drops from Mississippi State. Use this, like I said, as a scrimmage yeah. to get ready for the Egg Bowl. Right. This is an important game for Mississippi State, even though it doesn't look like it on paper, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Be dialed in. There's a lot of these Mississippi State games that just feels like, I mean, we saw it with the chairs and yeah. Coach Leach on the sideline. Just, you know, ETSU is not a team that you should, I mean, I'm not worried about them overlooking, but it is a game that could linger around and and, and be a competitive matchup at half, and then you're shooting yourself in the foot, like you said, with the egg ball right around the corner. Right. Short week, you know. Yeah. Well, here, okay, so here's our first matchup, Shane. Cootie Browns is the name of that restaurant. <laughs> Sorry. With an actual point spread, we got UMass at Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. Aggies favored by 33 and a half. Remember, it opened like 26, so money's coming in on the Aggies. The over-unders, 47.5 total points. Game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central, ESPN, and SEC Network Plus. Mm -hmm. Who do you got in the game? Well, if there's, if, if there's a game them Boston boys would like to have, <laughs> I, I, I'm mixing up accents here, but I, I, I would think I was trying to – I was trying to think of Matt Damon. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So, but anyway, um, I, I would think if UMass was going to play Texas A&M, this is the year they would want. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a game. UMass. There's no reason that Texas A&M should let this one hang in there. Um, you got it. I want to see some offense, man. And I know we're we're kind of getting into the scores, but the, Jimbo has been under fire here lately. Yeah. Uh, just the whole season, but it's really starting to come to head when you're right. starting to hear him kind of double down on not needing a coordinator and stuff like that. Well, prove it to us. Prove us that you don't need an offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. that, that that there is some sort of hope in this Texas A&M offense. And this is a perfect team to go against because you can really play around, you know. And, uh, and I expect that's what we see here with Texas A&M. Again, a little bit more youth playing. Um, but anyway, I, I've – I don't want to drag it out because I still think they win, but I'm afraid to gamble on A&M, obviously. Yeah. They've, they've disappointed me all season long. So I'm going to take UMass with the points, but give me Texas A&M 35, UMass 10. Man, this, this is going to be a defining game. It really, and that's pathetic Dude. that UMass is a defining yeah. game. We, there's been about five defining games, though, and they've lost them all this year. Uh, will the fans show up? I mean, I think these fans are so great. They will. The place will be rocking. It's an early game. Yeah. It's a game you're overlooking. You know, there's one more game at home, LSU. That's going to be the big one for the Maggies. But you know, it's going to be interesting this me to, to see to me because there's been so many such great fan support down there. I want to see if these fans start to turn on Jimbo. Not yeah. that they will, because it seems like those are the people that are mainly, you know, still. Let's give Jimbo another year. Let's see him revitalize this. Right. They don't want to. See the team keep losing. They're doing their part. But Devon Achain, I don't even think he's going to play in this game, Shane, because he's banged up. They're saving him for LSU. Connor Wigman kind of came back down to earth against mm -hmm. Auburn. I I don't have faith. The spread, 33-and-a-half, I don't have faith in A&M to get 33 points it? in this game against UMass. Yeah. And it's just it's, – it's nothing about the players, but it's your best player sitting out. It's the offense. Mm. This this is going to be an ugly one. I'm, this is one where normally you're not even going to pay attention to it. I'm going to have it on one of the main screens because I want to see, you know, that it's like a car wreck. Yeah. You, you don't want to watch, but you don't want to turn away either, you know. <laughs> and that's what A&M football is right now under Jimbo Fisher. Uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and yeah. troll him. I've done that enough. But I'm going A&M 30, 
UMass three. So I like <laughs> UMass <laughs> and the points. But uh, this this uh, is going to be an ugly one, I think. How you like them apples? Yep. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you turned it all the way around. Okay. Yeah. How about this one, Shade? Western Kentucky at Auburn. Mm-hmm. Auburn's favored by five and a half points. Over-under is 52 and a half. The game kicks off at 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on the SEC Network. Who wins here? What if Auburn goes to a bowl? Mike, what if? They got to win two more games. Yep. Now, obviously, Alabama's out there lingering, and I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here. But, man, what a story. What a story they're creating down there in the Plains. It, it doesn't matter who shows up in Auburn. These fans will be there. Cadillac will be there, yeah. and I guarantee these players are going to be there and ready to play. So, what if it's Cadillac that ends the Nick Saban era? I mean, who in their right mind would ever Buddy. said that? I went on fine bomb, ran my mouth against it. Saban's got one foot out the door already. Yeah. If he loses this Iron Bowl, I think he is done. I, I don't. Not that they're going to yeah. fire him, but I think he'll just be no, like, no, no, no. I got you. I I'm got not. You. I'm not helping this team because this I, is a team we everybody thought we're going defeated. No. Saban. Saban doesn't want to do that. Saban's right. not going to be one of those guys that just slowly gets worse. I, I believe he's going to try to ki- yeah. quit at the top, you know. And, I, and I've and i been bar- trying to bury saving for 15 years, Mike, you know. And he's he's not going away. And I don't think one bad season that came down to two possessions is, mm-hmm. is the end of Nick Saban. Now, losing to an Iron Bowl, which is next week, and I don't want to get ahead yeah. of it. I feel like know, we're spending yeah. all our time on the yeah. Iron Bowl. <laughs> I, I say all that. Let's, let's get back to this week, yeah, Mike. Yeah. And, and one thing, like I said – that I love most about Auburn is that this team is dialed in. Now, are they putting the best product, the best SEC product on the field? Absolutely not. But there is no other team fighting as hard as this team is right now, and they're doing it for the brothers to the left, to the right, and more importantly, the coach that's leading them. So uh, this is a this is an easy victory for me. I can't believe Vegas has it this close, um, just given the fact that it is a it's a mid game. It's on the play. I mean, yeah. it'd be one thing if it was at Western Kentucky, but it's not. So give me Auburn twenty eight, Western Kentucky seventeen. See, I'm going the ex- exact opposite, Shane. Uh-oh. Big emotional win. We're already eyeing the, the Iron Bowl, as probably are some of these players, thinking about Coach Cadillac. Yeah. And can we win a missed job? We just got to close it out. Wait, here comes Western Kentucky. That's got an explosive offense, passing attack. Auburn, it, they look like they had a good passing defense last week. It's because they were playing A&M, brother. <laughs> you know, everybody looks like they got a good defense playing that Aggie offense. So, I think Western Kentucky, there is a real – real upset potential here. Everybody's fired up about Cadillac, and this may be the week where all these people touting Cadillac for the job are like, all right, he wasn't quite ready for that one. That was was a fun little story for that week. But, uh, no, I think this is going to be a tough, hard-fought game, Mm -hmm. and I even think Western Kentucky may have the lead at halftime. I think it will be that type of game. But like you said, they're they're fighting hard. They can't pass, though. That's that's another dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. If Western Kentucky's having all this success through the air, Auburn could be in some real trouble. they got to rely on that ground game, keep it close. I yeah. think the odds makers are dead on here with the point spread. Give me Western Kentucky in the points. Give me Auburn to win 30, Western Kentucky 24, so a six-point margin. No, no, so that, so that, yeah. I, yeah, give me points. Auburn yeah, in yeah. the points. Yeah, he's buying back in. All right, the Cadillac is rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's close, close. Yeah. New Mexico State at Missouri, Shane Tigers, mm-hmm. favored by 29 points. Over-unders, 46 and a half, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on ESPNU. Mm-hmm. Who do you got winning the game? <laughs> you know, it's funny because we, we talked about it last few weeks, just how 
how exciting that Missouri's defense is. You yeah. know, it, it's it's not getting the respect. And they showed the rankings and stuff like that. And and I think that's important when you're looking at some of the games. But also just I, I, I you know, just – I don't know, just what I'm visualizing when I'm watching these guys. This defense is tenacious. Mm-hmm. It's disruptive. Yeah. And I can I, – I, I just think the offense has screwed up so many things to keep, you know, to keep teams in the game. And, and I don't think we see that this week. I think, I think the Missouri defense seriously comes out here and says, okay, well, how about you put up no points? I'm predicting – Mike, a freaking goose egg here. I'm, I'm telling you, I think defense flex this week. Yeah, and I see, I, I think we see a blowout here. I almost made this my 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 lock of the week, uh, but I didn't want to put that that evil on Mizzou. <laughs> you know, they had a rough week last week, but 35 is what I got to score. 35, New Mexico State zero, no point. They don't get it. They get across the 50 yard line one time. Man. I'm not that confident, but I like what you're saying. This is going to be a pissed-off defense, yep. ready to prove a point. Bowl eligibility is still on the line. They have to win out as well, but it's got to start here on Saturday. So I think this is going to be a locked-in team. Mm-hmm. I know Brady Cook, it's like half the time amazing, half the time terrible. You got to, you know, he surely he got some confidence playing in Neyland Stadium, having some big-time plays. We just need him to be a little bit more consistent with that. Right. and. Yeah, I mean, they should blow the doors off this New Mexico State. A lot of motivation for Eli Drinkwitz and his program. I'm right there with you. I don't quite have the goose egg. Yeah. I'm going Mizzou 42, New Mexico State 13. So, okay. I, I like them and the points. Yeah, they got to win out, man. If yeah. they want to go to a bowl, they got to win out. So, yeah, right. every game's important for Mizzou. How about this one? UAB at LSU. LSU favored by 14 and a half. Pretty interesting spread there. Over mm-hmm. under fifty two and a half total points. Nine o'clock Eastern, eight Central on ESPN two. Tiger Stadium gonna be rocking. <laughs> They're gonna see him win again, aren't they? Well, I mean, you you would think, you know, it's a night game, Death Valley. There's no reason that this should be a ball game at all. Yeah. Uh, but there's a reason that Vegas thinks that it is. Which makes me wonder, maybe they should be. Is this another week that LSU starts out slow? Yeah. And and they can't afford to do that, Mike. You know, I'm not saying that Arkansas caught them, you know, but it was close. And I'm not saying UAB is going to get them, but it was close. But they they keep playing this style. They're not going to be able to win out like like they want. You go against Georgia, and you start out and score three points in the first half. You're yeah. losing. So I, I think they really got to bounce back and get a little bit more aggressive toward the start of this game. And and I think that's what happens. But Mike, but you know, there just feels like there's this natural letdown about to happen with LSU for some reason. They've got this locked in SEC championship. Maybe you lose some of that focus, and so I think UAB backdoors the spread here. Ooh. I think LSU wins. You know, but again, I feel like it's going to be one of those seven nothing late in the second quarter type games. Um, and it's just not enough fuel to get to that 15-point mark. So, I've got LSU winning 27, UAB, last-minute score, screws up Vegas, 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the LSU, they're such an interesting team, Shane. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to disrespect them, but it's like even when you watch them, you're like, this is the SEC West champion, yeah. but they're gritty. They're tough. They, they make the adjustments. Win. They improve week in, week out, aside from playing on the ice bowl there. <laughs> Maybe that's – skewing my memory a little bit here but the defense certainly is getting better and better so yeah this you gotta 
be a little bit worried of looking ahead. A and M. I mean, maybe you don't have to because they're <laughs> so terrible this year. But yeah, will this play? Will this team play down to the level of their competition? I say no, Shane. I think they they got to feel like like you're saying. We got Georgia coming up here. Right. We've got to fix these issues. We got to take each and every game seriously because we only got two more mm -hmm. before mighty Georgia. We meet them in Atlanta. So I like LSU to correct some of those issues. Jane Daniels has not had back-to-back -back disappointing games yet right. as an LSU Tiger. I, I attribute a lot of his poor performance last week to the weather, playing on the road, yeah. coming off an emotional win. I think he bounces back. I think he has another four or five touchdown game. <laughs> Give me LSU 37, UAB 17. Give me them Tigers and the points <laughs> at home. I like it. All right, how about this one, Shane? Florida. On the road at Vanderbilt, Gators favored by 14 points. The over-under is 57-and-a-half. The game kicks off at noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Central on SEC Network. Who you got in this one? Mike, Vandy had a hell of a game last week, brother. I think that was that was climax coach lead this season. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I, but I think it was important that they got it. They got that monkey off their back. Yeah. The team is uh, – they played their – they played as hard as they could. You know, I talked a little bit earlier about Auburn. Vandy's in the similar boat, playing better than they are. Yeah. And they caught Lexington. They caught Kentucky off guard. And, you know, Mike came out, had a 1,000 yards rushing during that matchup. You know, it was just – it was phenomenal to watch, and I think it was an important victory. But there's a couple. There's a handful of SEC teams right now that are playing – better than they were at the start of this season, and nobody's doing it as good as the Florida Gators right now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you look at some of these losses that Florida Gators have had, you line them up against those teams again, I'm not convinced. I mean, you telling me they're going to lose to Kentucky if they play right now? You know what I'm saying? You, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not seeing that type. I'm, I'm seeing a team that is developing, moving forward, getting better, this running attack, golly, Mike, probably the one of the best rushing attacks in the in the country right now. Yeah. And what does Vanderbilt suck at? <laughs> Stopping the run. So I expect a huge game from the Florida Gators here. And this is why I've got it my lock of the week. Ooh. Nothing against Vanderbilt, but you're coming off that high. Yeah. And Georgia and, and Florida, excuse me. <laughs> edit that one out. Florida, I told you, Mike, is winning out, and I'm not convinced that that this is even a ball game. Florida third. 38, Vanderbilt, 13. You know, Shane, Vanderbilt, they deserve all the praise, mm -hmm. all the love, getting that win. Maybe the worst damn thing that happened to them, you know, because Florida now is going to take them serious. Right. They're going to be locked in. And like you said, that momentum could be halted in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. They drop a game to this Vanderbilt team on the road. You know, your fans are, are never going to respect a loss to Vanderbilt. Right. So, this is a must-get for Billy Napier and company. I love everything you had to say. I was going to hit on the fact they're a rushing machine and Vanderbilt getting gashed on the ground time and time again. Mike Wright, love the story. Love Ray Davis. I think they'll kind of they'll get theirs, but they're still a one-dimensional offense. Yeah, and that that is makes the Kentucky win all that more troubling is yeah. how they couldn't slow down a one-dimensional attack. They needed some breaks to go their way. They're not going to get them here, like you said, against Billy Napier and company. The defense, they are taking huge strides there right. for the Florida Gators. I think they do it again. Give me Florida 30, Vanderbilt 
seven domination, like you said. And I, and I think going into the off season, yeah, this is a, a fan base and a program that is on the rise, and they're gonna be pretty fired up going into the Absolutely. off season. Absolutely, Absolutely, we could go over and watch this thing. I just now realized it was in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this one, Shane? Number five, Tennessee on the road at South Carolina. Tennessee favored by 21 and a half points, mm -hmm. over under 66. Game kicks off at 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN. Yeah, Mike. You know, I've been touting them Gamecocks all offseason. Yep. I was one of the guys that bought into the hype, yep. the Rattler love, the Lloyd love. I mean, I was convincing myself that South Carolina was going to upset some folks this year, Mike. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But it ain't going to be this week. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing against South Carolina. I, I just think that right now the wheels are falling off, brother. There's, they're in turmoil. There's yeah. The fans are out on half the coaching staff. The fans are out on some of these players, man. I see it, and I hate, I hate when I – you know, I don't like picking on players because sometimes the coaching staff does put these kids in, in, in a bad spot. Um, you know, Beamer said all the right things this week, but it was almost like he was cushioning up for a blowout and he, yeah. you know, so, making it a little bit softer for the fans. The only thing I can see happening here is Columbia just rocking. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to, if you really want to give South Carolina a shot, it's going to come down to fans, man. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to show up, show out. They're going to be loud, be, be rough, you know, create all kinds of noise because we saw it with the Georgia yep. Bulldogs that they can get rattled. And there's once a lot Tennessee of, starts going backwards, it's that's yeah, how you stop absolutely. Them. And and when things when things don't go scripted, Tennessee has a tough time, right. you know going off script and you know now they get to a halftime make some adjustments that's one thing i like about hopple is is that he is really good at that halftime coming out with, okay this wasn't working let's try this but this game is personal to the volunteers they're sitting right outside the college football playoffs they know right, they've right. got to win so they're not overlooking any of these teams they know it's going to be a loud environment i don't know if it's going to be the loudest but if south carolina was playing a little bit better it could have been so that's the key for me, Mike, is catching South Carolina at the worst time for them. And yeah. that's why I've got Tennessee winning big, 49, South Carolina, 24. So give me the Vols and the points. You know, last week I said South Carolina, they play better as underdogs. Mm -hmm. They do. Well, until they went down to Gainesville. And I know. That theory got blown up. But there's so much bad blood with the offense. Seeing a lot of uh, poor play from Spencer Rattler and company. Marshawn Lloyd, not you know who would have thought just removing one player makes the offense so ineffective right. at times. That's troubling. Tennessee, like you said, everything going against them. Jalen Hyatt fired up for this game. That's going to cause issues for these Gamecocks. You don't want one of the star players of uh, in the one of the hottest players in the country coming in with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Good night, like you said. Hendon Hooker's yeah. going to try to be winning the Heisman. Brew McCoy's heating up. Cedric Tillman didn't even play. He's resting up for this matchup. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a little bit of going on the road. I think if, certainly if there's one game Tennessee's going to trip up, could be this one. You know, right. special teams, crowd, the defense and offense, you know, maybe they have their best performance of the season, but that's what it's going to take to be competitive with this Tennessee team. I think the South Carolina program, not that they're, you know, not that they're out on Beamer, yeah. but we're at we're at a – 
we're like at an inflection point. Yeah. And until we get a new offensive coordinator, I think we're just stuck in this purgatory. It's a, it's a big word. Boy, you're throwing them out. And that, that's all. That's all, Beamer. You know, he has got to fix this. Yeah. This is not something they could have. They could have fixed this in the off season. They didn't fix it. It's not going to get fixed here. So yeah, I think this is a, another performance that he's going to look at it and say, "My God, we we have got to switch this up." Tennessee 45, South Carolina 14, blowout city. What was that point again? Inflection? Yeah. Man, that's good. That's 25-cent word right there, <laughs> I call it. I, I, I'm with you here, Mike. And, and one of the things that concerns me the most with South Carolina is they've shown us, not just last week, but all season, yeah. that they have trouble putting points on the board. Mm-hmm. And, and if Tennessee can get up, and that's that's what they have a tendency to do, is to get up a couple of scores. You start thinking outside the box. You try to keep up. I'm not convinced South Carolina can go toe-to-toe with Tennessee when it comes to offense, and that's right. my biggest concern. But I want to flip it, okay, because there's a lot of Gamecock guys out there and girls that are saying, well, if the stars are lined up, let's talk about that real quick. What would need to happen for this to be an upset? Turnovers. Crowd's got to be a factor. Getting that offense off track, mm-hmm. because even even if things are going right for South Carolina, it's hard to imagine them scoring thirty points. Yeah, and Tennessee they average about fifty. Yeah, you know what I mean. So right. you it has seriously got to go the other way. I don't think you're going to limit Tennessee to anything less than twenty eight points, mm-hmm. and that's if you're lucky. Right. I mean, we were remember we were sitting here last week saying Missouri, this is a hell of a defense. Yeah. About 38 is about as good as Tennessee. They damn near doubled it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was an elite defense. Now we got a defense trending in the wrong direction. It's got to be turnovers. It's got to be blocked kicks. It's got to be onside kicks. It's got to be special teams bonanza. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got to be Spencer Rattler having the game of his life, not getting pressured, yeah. staying in the pocket, hitting these receivers, push the ball down the field. By God, <laughs> they're going to be stretching it left, stretching it right, right. getting two-yard gain here, two-yard gain there. That is not no. – this is the wrong opponent to go sideways against. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, though I like that. Yeah, they, and I don't think they do punt return either. I think they just keep the defense out there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That'd be smart. All right, number one Georgia, Shane, on the road at Kentucky. Bulldogs favored by 22 and a half points. This is the SEC on CBS game of the week. Mm-hmm. 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on CBS. Over under 49 points. Who you got in the ball game? Oh, Mike, this is this is a tough three thirty draw here. You know, I, yeah. I think maybe you know all off season, man. We were saying the battle for the SEC East comes down to this one, and it's a twenty three point spread, twenty two and a half. Right, brother. I, I just I keep I keep waiting for Georgia to slip up. You know, I, we were close in Mizzou. We the Kent State jokes. You know, we yeah. we got to play that one, but. These guys are dialed in, man. They they know it that they're the biggest, baddest team in the SEC, and, and they keep flexing week in, week out. And it's not one individual; it's it's the whole team, and it's offense, it's defense. Somebody gets hurt, doesn't matter. There's two guys to step in and just beat the shit out of whoever they're playing. That is the theme of the Georgia Bulldogs right now, and it is a machine that I don't want to get in front of. And Kentucky, buddy, they lost to Vanderbilt. You yeah. thought that was low. 
I mean, short of Kirby letting off the gas and taking it easy on you, that's that's what we're dealing with this week, brother. This game's over at halftime. There's no doubt in my mind that this is this is not going to be a football game you want to watch. I can't believe they put it at three thirty. Yeah, I would have snuck it in at twelve <laughs> on TBS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, well, I'm not going to beat around the bush, obviously. <laughs> so let me just get right to it. I've crowned them already. Georgia 31, Kentucky 7. Tell me I'm wrong, Mike. Tell me I'm wrong. You're dead wrong, dead Shane. Because yeah, oh, the you... same thing's being said in Athens. Yeah. The same thing's being said in Lexington. Kirby's trying to blow smoke up Kentucky's ass. Yeah. And they turn on the film and say, by God, they lost to Vanderbilt. We could have beat Vanderbilt by 200 points. Yeah. Their offensive line is trash. Will Levis, average NFL prospect, on and on and on. Lexington, we're questioning the coordinators. We're questioning the offensive line coach. Where, what is the future of Mark Stoops? All this is being said. If Kentucky's got any heart, and I don't know if they do, but we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah. If they if they got any heart, any pride, they'll come out here on Saturday, home crowd. I believe it's a sellout. Mm-hmm. They will show up, play the best football they've played all season to, to prove those doubters wrong. Maybe they were looking ahead to this game. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have an excuse. There is no excuse for what happened last week. But it's not what happened. It's how you respond to it. And I think Kentucky comes with the biggest upset of the season, Shane, yeah. at home against the Georgia Bulldogs. Kentucky, 20. Georgia, 28. They win by the spread, but I mean, this is the Wait, Georgia. Wait, twenty to twenty-eight. Yes, sir. Oh wow! So okay. I think it's I think this is a four-quarter ball game. Georgia pulls out in the end, Dang. of course, but I think that they're going to give the dogs all they can handle. Again, how can Georgia be taking this Kentucky team seriously? Mm-hmm. We got to remember this is still a, a youngish team that at times plays down the level of the competition. Yeah, they're see, they're saying and seeing the same things we've seen. This Kentucky team cannot threaten us. Chris Rodriguez has a game of his life. Will Levis, if he can stay alive back here, if he doesn't, if he's not getting destroyed. Georgia, you know, they have an elite defense. They're still not sacking the quarterback. So maybe that offensive line can hold up against them Georgia Bulldogs. I think it's about a touchdown, eight-point game. Could be a four-quarter ball game. Georgia get caught looking ahead again. This is my lock of the week. Give me Kentucky and the points. And if I was a little bit drunker, I would say Kentucky outright. Oh, you're crazy. You, What are you drinking over there? Huh? I thought I was the drunk one, Mike. Oh, this this damn game, you know, they should have played it over in England so they could have knocked it out at 9 o'clock like the NFL. You know, you get out of church and you're like, oh, man, I missed a football game. I hope I didn't have any fantasy players on that thing. No, this – I'm with – I see what you're saying, and, and I want it. I, don't get me wrong. I want it to be a game. Yeah. I'd love for this to be a football game. But, you know – Kirby's been out here all week reminding us that, you know, Kentucky is a is a tough team. It's a physical team. You know, he's he he's, says that about everybody every I week. I know. It's scripted and, and but there's a part of me, Mike, that you're looking back, short of what, the little bit of a comeback we had during during the Florida Gators, what what game have you seen that Georgia has let their foot off the grass? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you go back Vanderbilt. Kent State. No, Missouri. I mean but yeah, but Vandy since you got Vandy. That was a blowout. Yeah. The Florida game we talked briefly about. Tennessee. That wasn't a game. I know. I know Tennessee fans want to think that it was, and there was a yeah. few mistakes, I guess, that we made. But it's still, uh, it was Georgia, Mississippi State. That was a blowout. So I, I'm, I'm just not convinced that Kentucky's the team yeah. that's that's going to catch Georgia off guard. So I hope, I'm hope I'm wrong. But that's I just they got to show up. They got to show some damn heart. 
So they're, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's got to come down to pride. Yeah. You know, Coach Stoops coming out here, taking uh, attacks on his, you know, on his coaching decisions. You know, when it's never good when they start asking, are you switching coordinators? Are you switching offensive line? You know, everybody knows, and, and so does he. So th- there, there does need to be a little pride in that locker room. And, and I would, again, I'd love nothing more than to see a football game here. It's just. I, I, I don't see one. Man. Okay, okay. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> All right, final one here, Shane. Number 14, Ole Miss at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Night game. Conf- we've confirmed it 20 times now. Ole Miss favored by two and a half points. Over under 64 total points. 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central on the SEC Network. Who you got in this one? Uh, Mike. Well, I guess we haven't Morristown haunted one yet, you know. <laughs> this, this feels is, like a Morristown haunted game. It really does. Because there's part of me that says, Lane Kiffin doesn't make this a ball game. You know, he comes out here. He runs all over Arkansas. He, he, he's not think, thinking about going to Auburn. He's already he's, got his bags he's not, not. He's not thinking about. His Christmas about tree is out by the. Alabama's already behind him. He's super focused. He's dialed in. But, but again, I'm a realist. And, and I do think. A little bit of that noise has got to be a factor, yeah. and if it's not a factor with Lane Kiffin, what if it's a factor to these players? It's not like the players are like, "Okay, my coach is going to uh, Auburn, so I'm going to go with him." No, you're stuck—not stuck, but you know what I'm saying. You're yeah. committed to that school. You've you've got friends, you've got family, you've got NIL contracts. You're probably not going to be leaving uh, Ole Miss. So um, I don't know. I. I feel like and there's a little bit of that. What you're overlooking too. I mean, hell, they just they lost any shot at the West last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alabama. That's what I'm saying. Look, they're still looking in the rearview mirror right, at right. that game, and then you're going here against Arkansas, a team that's not even clinched a or a bowl game yet. You know, and and last week looked god awful. The week before looked terrible. This this is an Arkansas team. When you pull on the script, you look at the tape. They're they're not playing great football right now, and. Right. And, uh, of course, a lot of that has to do with KJ, which I think he's going to be in this one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that's the factor. That's that's the X factor. It can't just be um, – it can't just come down to running attack on both sides because we're going to see two of the top SEC running backs in this game. Yeah. Oh, man. And I keep moving my score, Mike. I, I really want to say our, uh, Ole Miss is going to win this thing, but it is a night game, Arkansas – I'm 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 picking a little bit of an upset, man. I'm going against. I, I've got. I'm going to tell you. I got Ole Miss 35, Arkansas 24, but I'm switching it. I got Arkansas 28, Ole Miss 27. <laughs> oh, I, no I, I don't know. Just I, I Morristown haunted this thing because this game feels it feels too too pretty you know yeah. what i'm saying like you ever look at that like something doesn't seem right you get in here and something doesn't seem right with this situation and i think that noise that outside noise is going to be a factor with old miss there's going to be a letdown there's naturally going to be a letdown and arkansas right. needs this they need to bounce back they got their captain back this week so give me arkansas with the upset right and this just feels like one of those games shane where you have to go into it knowing they may have a better record yeah but we're just as good as this team yes we have let games slip away Arkansas, I believe they've got one of the worst uh, margins of, of, of winning and losing in one-score games this season. That has to flip at some <laughs> point in time. So you're getting this, these close ball games. It co- just comes down to execution. You're getting K.J. back, as far as I know. Th- he's the key to the game. He's a Mississippi man. You know, they. Yeah. that's got to play some factor. You know, yeah. when a guy's coming back from injury, this is uh, – who knows? This could be – 
his final home game, for all I know. You know, yeah. he, he may not be back. So a lot of pride on the line, postseason on the line. This has just been a, a devastating season for expectations mm-hmm. for the Arkansas Razorbacks. But you you get a win like this, it doesn't fix everything, but you get that good taste back. Yeah. And you can get that momentum rolling. Because they're going to be favored to beat Missouri. Yep. I'm not saying they're going to beat Missouri. But you can go out here with a two-game winning streak going into a bowl game. If you win that three-game winning streak, all of a sudden, Arkansas, we're not questioning. We don't got to fire this guy. We don't got to fire that guy. We're fired up again. Yeah. We're building on something here. The Sam Pittman era. I think these fans are still going to be locked in. A rowdy crowd. Like we said, they rarely ever get a night game in the SEC. They're going to take full advantage of it. I think the weather plays a huge factor. Ugly, sloppy game. I'm not quite going Honda Morristown on you, but I am going field goal as time expires to win it. Arkansas 33, Ole Miss 30. And it may even be a higher scoring game than that. It's never good when we're both on the same page. (laughs) Never good. Congratulations, congratulations, Ole Miss. Miss. You're kicking ass this week. (laughs) Well, brother, uh, all right, so that's wrap it up. I can't wait to watch some football with you all Saturday long. Got anything else before we hop off the line? No, no. I'm totally stoked about this one. You know, I – the last time I felt this confident in my picks, yeah. I think I got one of them right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you, Mike. <laughs> and, and as I'm putting these together, the only one I'm really kind of hesitant on is, is the Arkansas game. Yeah. And um, I just – I don't know. That makes for good football. I think we're going to have some good football. A lot of people are overlooking this week. Yeah. They're thinking about next week with the mm-hmm. rivalries coming in. Buddy, this this could make or break some some hearts, man. I'm, I'm Tennessee loses one, shit, they're out, man. Right. You know, LSU drops one, and then there's not that question. They should be in a college football right. playoff. Uh, hell, Ole Miss. I mean, it's just so many so many narratives, so many things could happen this week, and right. and uh, I'm just glad we get to watch it start it's to finish. A, it's a dangerous dangerous spot when all the yeah. home when all the away teams are favored in conference games. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave you with that. I've been saying it all week. I'm expecting some chaos here on Saturday. Cannot wait to see it. And you can't run and hide if the Tennessee Vols lose because you'll be right there next to me. I will tell you this. (laughs) I I would like to do something, Mike. And and I don't know whether it's a Twitter space or something like that. Uh Take advantage of us hanging out. So keep an eye on the Twitters. If if you're on there, uh, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. But maybe a a little midweek, mid-game, you know, recap of where we're at and stuff. And, uh who knows? We'll, we'll be blistered by then, so we may get we may get in trouble, but it'll All be right, worth you, it. You ready to go hit up some David Hell Busters? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's this go. is the only exercise I do is, is video <laughs> games and bowling. <laughs> Everybody asking where the walk's at. <laughs> when I get back, I'll get it done. <laughs> All right, perfect.